Welcome back to Influencer Business. I'm your host, Rich Scudelari. Glad to have you with us here today. We wish it was under better circumstances. Season three of the Influencer Business podcast does not start until early April, but I thought that this moment in time warranted an episode. Um, we're going to talk a little bit today about COVID-19 and what it means for you as an influencer and running your business. Uh, this is going to be a bit different than most podcasts. There are not going to be any musical interludes, no interviews, just me sharing what I think are some key things to remember during these times. Uh, there are a few things that I am going to cover in this episode, and then there are a few things that I am not going to cover in this episode. So what am I going to cover? First of all, how to think about your business, how to think about your responsibilities to your audience, your partners, and then some tactical advice for your business as well. What I'm not going to cover, medical information, analysis of the COVID-19 situation, political commentary, those things should all be left to the experts. Uh, this will not be a comprehensive episode necessarily. I will cover a few key topics today, and if there's interest or need, we can think about releasing another episode. Um, to that end, the first thing I want to mention is that given the uncertain times, we want to help all of you out there who are running businesses and are at a bit of a loss for what to do. As such, we're going to roll out a special service for all content creators and influencers. Uh, we have actually launched a dedicated phone number so that you can text us if you need help, advice, or anything in between. Uh, I can't promise that we're going to have all the answers, but we want to be your support system during these tough times. Uh, we'll be passing along information and resources that come up and that we think you should be aware of as a business owner. Uh, again, not medical advice or information of that sort. That should be left to the experts and the authorities. But whatever you need from a business perspective, we want to be that business resource for you. So if you need anything, please feel free to text us at 917-540-6046. I should note um, this works in the U.S. and Canada right now. We uh, can't accept texting or calls internationally. We don't accept any calls. Actually, it's a, it's a texting service exclusively. Um, all that we ask is that you just be patient with us. We anticipate a fair number of texts, uh, a, fair, a fair bit of volume, and just like everyone else, we're managing a lot right now. So this will be a top priority for us, but we just ask that you be patient. Uh, again, that's 917-540-6046. Send us a text right now. Uh, save it in your phone so when the time does come, you can have it at hand and reach out to us easily and efficiently. Um, so uh, next, I want to before I get to my key talking points, I think there are a few things that I want to say, whether you're an influencer or not, just a, a person out there listening to this podcast. These are unprecedented times, and so there's there is no manual or playbook for this. So just remember why the word influencer has come to the fore in describing what you do. You really do have influence over how people act in good times and in bad. So during these times, please be guided by a calm demeanor, common sense actions, and a commitment to the greater good. I think that's really important, uh, and I just wanted to mention that up front. So with that out of the way, let's get to your business. First, I'm going to talk about your responsibilities and then get to kind of tactical thoughts around what you can do as a business owner. So first, your responsibilities as an influencer to your followers. You obviously have a public presence. People are looking to you for signals and guidance. It used to be for a variety of things like fashion, beauty, and lifestyle, etc. And they still could be looking to you for those things. But they will also be looking for something else. They'll be looking for indicators for how you are behaving in this crisis. And this is a big, the biggest responsibility that you have as a creator. It's natural for humans to take cues from the people around us, the people we like, the people we trust. And candidly, this is why we've been seeing a lot of people stocking up on toilet paper, because 
they're seeing someone else do it, even if it's a slightly irrational behavior. And, you know, that's why some people have done these irrationally kind of panic-induced behaviors, because they saw someone else do it. But with sports canceled, so many TV shows postponed, events canceled, it's either you, Netflix, or the news, and everybody's getting tired of the news. So social media is really going to be amplified. So you may not have asked for it. You may not see yourself as a role model, but the reality is that you are. And in this difficult time, you have a responsibility to the greater good. So you should be really taking this situation seriously and not be blasé about it. Uh, that doesn't mean that you should immediately hop on your platform and try to become a news anchor or always be dour or serious with your content. It means that you need to be intentional about the content that you share. You know, the image that you're projecting, the message that you're sending to your followers, because they're taking their cues from you. And I think about this in several categories. First of all, the information that you share. If you're going to share something that provides guidance in any arena related to the virus itself, you better be right. In most cases, you should refer your followers to the experts and authorities. And if you do choose to share information about the crisis, triple check it. Make sure that you can point to a legitimate source. Go back to your middle school days when the teachers were super diligent about that bibliography and citing your sources and take that tact. The worst thing that can happen in a situation like this is the spread of disinformation. And there are already too many irresponsible people out there spreading panic and bad information to either personally profit or because they don't know any better. But you do know better. So be adult about this. If you think something will help your followers take a little extra time to triple confirm it, make sure it's accurate. Do not con contribute to any of the confusion or hysteria that is bothering some people already. Uh, I saw a great example of this the other day. A quick shout out to John Philip Thompson. If you don't follow him on Instagram, you really should. Um, he was one of the first influencers in the New York area that I saw share the New York City phone number that you can text to get updates on COVID-19 in New York. I've, I've since seen other folks share it, like Color Me Courtney. Uh, this is a great example. He's not necessarily offering up answers. He's pointing people to the right information and the right resources. The second thing I wanted to talk about in terms of responsibility is tone. This is, these again, these are uncertain times, so people are taking emotional cues from you. Everyone handles these moments differently, but now is the time to find your inner courage and be composed. The beautiful thing about your platform is that you can post when you're ready, and you can decide not to post something on the flip side of things. You're not being asked to react live to any situation. And if you are having a moment of panic, simply put down your phone, and when you, and when you do decide to post, be calm and composed about it. Your followers need that right now because they're anxious, and your tone can have a big impact on how they react. And their reaction can have dramatic knock-on effects. So make sure you keep that top of mind. So if you need to take a few minutes, hours, days to center yourself, take it. Don't feel obligated to be on 24-7. You have to do what is right for you. But don't forget the greater good here when you are posting. Another thing I wanted to mention about your responsibility is this idea of an echo chamber. Because the other thing that you have to remember is everybody's living in this echo chamber right now. People are at home scrolling through the news and social media constantly. You know, they're not getting their normal dose of human interaction, in-person human interaction, because most people are at home right now, and that's the way it should be. But human interaction kind of diffuses the crazy emotions that we get, right? We build things up in our mind uh, when we are on our own, and then being with others helps us diffuse them, helps us bring us back to reality. We're social beings, and we lose that aspect of our lives. We lose a little bit of our sanity, or we can lose a bit of our sanity. And 
furthermore, most of us don't do well with uncertainty. So combine those two and it makes for a very it can make for a very distressing set of circumstances. So provide some relief from that echo chamber. You are likely not going to be the person who bra- provides a breaking update on coronavirus. So encourage people to be calm and then give some them some relief from the deluge of information. You don't want to appear tone deaf or oblivious, obviously, so acknowledge and be open with your followers about your desire to provide some normalcy and positivity by carrying on and getting out of the vicious negative kind of mental cycle. Um, you know, and, and so you can be their escape, right? You can be the stabilizing force. You can make things okay. Uh, you can give them that mental reset. So embrace it. You know, it shouldn't become an overwhelming responsibility. You shouldn't take it on as if, you know, it is your responsibility to cure all of this, uh, you know, kind of anxiety. But don't be afraid to post about fun, positive things that you think are interesting and entertaining. Give peace, people a taste of that normalcy and be there for them in this time of need. It'll mean different things for dip for every influencer. So be authentic and be intentional about it. And then the last thing I'll say about the responsibility to your followers is that you're not going to please everybody. You already know this because you get mean or hateful contents when comments when things are normal, but now things are amplified. Things are amplified a lot when tensions and stress levels run high, and that's the situation where we are right now. So even if you're producing content that 90% of your followers love, that other 10% could get loud and, and mean because of the stress that they're feeling right now. So to the extent you can, don't take it personally. And don't get discouraged. If you're being intentional and being thoughtful about your content, just keep doing your thing. It'll all work itself out. And don't react negatively if if somebody's telling you they don't like what you're posting. Uh, The next responsibilities I want to talk about are to your brand partners. Um, Again, these are unique times, unprecedented. Um, So put yourself in the brand shoes for a second, particularly particularly the people that you interface with, and understand that oftentimes communication in these large corporations isn't great. Information trickles down, it comes down very slowly, rumors swirl, and generally these corporations are slow moving. So just like your followers, these folks are going to be on the edge, on, on edge a little bit. There's going to be uncertainty around their work schedules and budgets, not to mention the stressors of their personal lives. So if you have projects that are launching soon, Put a little extra effort in to communicate and touch base with your brand partners. Understand that your partners might be a little more exacting at this time because they're under pressure. Give them a little bit of grace, within reason, obviously, because there's only so much crap you can take, right? <laughs> but, but give them a little bit of grace because these are tough times, right? Exude confidence and calm because it's contagious, and people will feed off of that. If you're calm, if you're confident, they will in turn be calm and confident. And then also be honest with them about the project. And if you need to push it for some reason because it doesn't feel right, it feels tone deaf, don't be afraid to talk to them about that. Just make sure you're communicating openly and effectively. I actually saw a great example of this the other day from Helena Glazer. If you don't follow her, make sure you head over and follow her Brooklyn Blonde. One is her handle on Instagram. So when everything hit the fan on Thursday, she actually reached out to the brand partner with whom she was launching on Friday and said, hey, listen, uh, I'm not sure if this is the right day to do it. It feels a bit tone deaf. The brand, a brand that she had actually worked with um, previously, someone that she, a brand that she was close with, they were completely understanding and gave her the leeway to kind of do what she thought was best. So she actually turned around and asked her audience and said, hey, I have this partnership launching. Do you want to see it now or should we wait a few days? Could you use the distraction or are you not ready for it? And it was there was an overwhelming response from the audience saying, show us. We want to see it. We're excited about your collaboration. We could use the distraction. So she did, and it was a smashing success. And I think this kind of this kind of communication between the influencer and partner and even 
the following exemplifies the type of thoughtfulness uh, to both your brand partners and your audience that can really help everybody succeed in a time like this. Because at the end of the day, we're all people. We all understand everybody's out here trying to do their best. And it can have a great impact when you're forthright, honest, and communicate about these things. And then if a brand cancels a project, just remain calm and be professional. Again, be understanding. Acknowledge that these are tough times and that you're here to help them to the extent you can. Offer up solutions because the reality is everybody wants to still work. Everybody, they still want to work with you. It's not a personal thing. There are a lot, there are a lot of things going on outside of their control. So remember, they're probably not thinking about alternatives right, right away. They might just be reacting. So offer up a few solutions, adjust, adapt. You might be surprised what you find. And then for brand partners, even the ones that are not currently active, maybe you don't have a project in the works, but you're familiar with the brand, you work with them a lot, when the time is right, don't be afraid to reach out and see how you can help. You know, we always remember the people who reach out during our tough times, during our low, low points. So if you can help them out, they'll appreciate that and they'll think of you when they actually do have budget. So they're everybody, the long and the short of it is everybody's just trying to make it right now and so be human about it, right? Yes, these folks work at brands, but they are still people. St they are still dealing with all the stress. They still have deliverables. See if you can help them with that by reaching out. So those are on the responsibility sides to your audience and to your brand partners. Let's talk a little bit about the industry and the tactics um, that you know you can think about employing right now. So first on the industry, a few things. Again, nothing like this has happened before in, in the age of the influencer. So there's certainly some uncertainty, in, but there are a few things that we do know. Um, I've chatted with a few influencer marketing executives, some consultants and managers, um, and there already have been some changes. The most obviously, many events have been canceled, and this definitely means lost work. There's no way around it. But when the things settle down, these events, travel companies, they'll look to put themselves back on the map by working with influencers. So this might be the status quo for now, where events and travel partnerships are not happening, but that's not going to be the new normal going forward. Uh, I'd like to think that this is just a, a moment in time or several moments in time. Uh, along with that, a lot of events obviously have been shut down. Coachella, South by Southwest, sports, sporting events have been shut down. Whole leagues have been shut down. Shows like Ellen are, have suspended taping. Even the Olympics is in jeopardy. And, and that means on the flip side that the marketing and advertising dollars that would have gone into these events, right, that would have paid for commercials, that would have paid for sponsorships, you know, are no longer being poured into them. That means that there are marketing dollars that had been allocated for these events that now have no home. And so, sure, some of these dollars could certainly be directed towards influencers, uh, but that's not guaranteed because if we look at where we are in terms of timing right now, we're in March, we're, we're near the end of Q1. So in the next few weeks, companies, most, a lot of companies are going to be finishing up Q1 of 2020, and they're going to have to close the books and report. And perhaps most importantly, they're going to have to talk to the market, you know, uh, certainly private comp or excuse me, certainly public companies will. And they're going to have to tell investors what the rest of the year is going to look like. They're going to have to revise their guidance and give guidance on, hey, this is what we think is going to happen for the rest of the year. And since revenue is going to be almost certainly impacted across the board, unless you're selling toilet paper, evidently, um, they have to look for ways to see if they can increase profitability uh, given that revenue is decreasing. What does that mean? That generally means cutting cost. So in many cases, the easy thing to do is cut marketing and advertising expenses because it's not a fixed cost. They haven't spent it yet. So it's easier to cut than fixed costs like rent or, God forbid, letting people go. So 
um, the reaction to not being able to put ad dollars into these events, these future events that were going to happen, may mean some of it goes to influence, but it also might be offset by budget cuts. So approach this pragmatically and don't believe anyone who suggests that you're about to see an enormous boon in brand opportunities. I hope that's the case. I certainly hope that's the case, but really only time will tell. So guard against that a little bit. Um, you know, businesses, uh, but on the, on the flip side of that, yes, budgets have to be cut probably, but businesses will still need to market their products and services, right? They're always going to go where the eyeballs are because they need to make money, right? Just because there's been this downtick in the market and there is uh, a concern with COVID-19, um, in the U.S. and abroad, it doesn't mean that business just completely stops. And so they're going to still look to put money to work, and they're still going to look to advertise. But during these tough times, generally what they'll do is they're much more plugged into ROI. What am I getting back for my dollar spent on marketing, right? So brand marketing might take a backseat to performance marketing, meaning they're not going to look to just create brand awareness. They're going to be looking hard and fast at ROI. So that means that real engagement and the ability to convert as an influencer will probably matter a lot more in the short term than perhaps it has in the past. Not only that, but you might get pushback on your pricing as well. So be prepared for that. Now, that's not to say you should go out and drop your prices for fear of losing business. You know, that's like going out and buying all the toilet paper there is because of a respiratory illness that's circulating. Um, I wouldn't, you know, that that has been happening. Not the smartest thing to do. Um, I will try to lay off the toilet paper jokes. Um, instead, you need to understand now more than ever what the ROI is that you bring to the table and be able to have a real conversation about that compared to what other, what other, what companies could get it going elsewhere, you know, like Facebook or Google or TV advertising. What is it that you bring to the table and what type of ROI can you generate? Because, it might sound counterintuitive because there are going to be budget cuts, but the reality is that the cost of advertising is going to go up. And what does that mean exactly? Well, the demand for things is going down as people stay at home and save more, right, to make sure that they can get through the never, next several months of uncertainty. Uh, this means that the cost of advertising is going to go up. And so a quick example to kind of illustrate this is if in normal times it takes a consumer seeing an ad 10 times to buy a specific pair of shoes, let's say, now it will take them seeing it 30 times to buy the same pair of shoes. Thus, you have to pay for 3x the advertisements, which means the price of advertising has gone up three times. So said another way, if conversion rates in normal times are 3%, and now they're reduced to 1% because everybody's saving their money, the price of advertising has gone up. And that's across the board, right? That's just not, that's not just influencers. That's not just paid Facebook marketing. It's not Google market. It's everything. So it's a very simplistic example. But for companies producing non-essential goods, this could be a very expensive environment for them to acquire customers from a marketing perspective. So if you are, as an influencer, actually able to keep your conversion rates in line with what you've done previously, you might act, or even close to that, you might actually be able to maintain your pricing. Now, this is, of course, assuming that you're dealing with rational actors who understand kind of these basic economic principles and everybody else in the market is kind of acting rationally as well. And when I say rational, it's an economic term. 
um, not an emotional term. But remember, you might be dealing with a bit of stress, a bit of anxiety, um, so you might have to make a judgment call. And so even though there's no guarantee uh, that you're, you'll be dealing with people who understand these principles and are putting them to work, at the very least, you'd be, you should be aware of how your numbers are changing and shifting in this environment. Because you can always go down on price, but doing so right away in panic is not a good move. Make sure first that you understand the facts, you know your numbers, know what is going on in the market, and be prepared to have productive conversations about what your potential partners are looking for and how you can help them. Ultimately, at the end of the day, as I said before, we're humans working with humans, even at a brand, right? It's not a monolithic brand behind it. There are people. So you might decide, for instance, that for certain good partners that you have a long-term relationship with, that you might give them a break on pricing in the short term, just like you would go out and buy gift cards for a small business to support them. For a bigger brand, you might say, hey, listen, I've worked with you guys for a long time. I know you're hurting. I want to support you. You might give them a little flexibility in the moment. In the moment, Great, but be intentional. Communicate. That's really important. You know, at the end of the day, just understand that these companies that you're working with, they're also facing uncertainty. Understand that. Be prepared to help them get through this and find a win-win for everybody. So that's kind of the market and the industry side. Let's talk a little bit about kind of tactical moves that you can make. Um, the one I want to harp on today is very simple. First and foremost, you have to understand your cash position. In, in these uncertain times, in market downturns, you have cash is king. Cash is always king, but particularly now. So I know numbers scare a lot of people, but it's more important now than ever to really understand your business and the numbers that underpin it. So if you have control of them, you can act confidently and potentially come out of this better than you went into it. I know it sounds crazy, but the discipline that you can develop in times like these will actually benefit you over the long term. Uh, so let's look at two things. First of all, your cash income projections and then your cost base. Let's actually start with your cost base because that's more easily defined. Your cost base is simple. It's the money you spend month to month, right? It's your monthly budget. And you can create a fancy budget, bells and whistles on amazing software, but the reality is it's just a list of things that you spend money on. So the easiest way to do it is to take a look at your credit card or your checking account from the last month or the last three to four months if you want to be thorough, which is what I would recommend, and then just see where the money is going. And then create a long list of all the things that you spend money money on every month and the amount of money you spend. And you will have a very clear understanding of how much money you spend each month and where it's going. And I also recommend always adding in a little buffer because there are things here, there are things there. You know, you might spend a little bit more on food one month than you do the next. Just have a little buffer there. And then I'd also make, I'd also really encourage you, even though we're talking about businesses right now, I'd also recommend that you do the same thing for your personal expenses because if your business is a big portion or the main portion of your income, it's not only got to cover your business expenses, but it also has to cover your personal expenses. Obvious, but still worth mentioning. It's very simple. It's not scary. Very easy to do. It shouldn't take you more than 30 to 45 minutes. And it's incredibly powerful because it will dictate what you will do next and underpin how you, underpin how you approach the next several months. So then on the income side, Here's how I would approach it. It's Everything's cash-based, right? Because cash is king. I'm not worried about accrual accounting or anything like that. Just cash in and cash out. So I'd break it down into three categories. Cash that you have on hand, cash in your bank account. Cash that's coming in the short term that you're pretty confident will come. These are for projects that you've already finished and you're just waiting for payment. And then cash coming in the future. These are projects that you're either negotiating or projects you're under contract with but haven't posted yet for or projects that are going to come that you haven't even started thinking about yet or haven't even come to you. 
So when we're trying to think about how much cash you will have to operate your business, obviously the cash you have on hand, it's there. It's easy. It's 100% confidence, right? Cash coming in in the short term for projects that have already finished, in many cases, there's a high likelihood that you'll still get paid. In most cases, I would say. Um, and But then there's the tricky part of the cash that's coming in the future. So this could be for contracts signed, but you haven't started the actual project yet. This could be for contracts that are in negotiation, contracts that are at their early stage. I mean, all of this is happening very quickly, so you're catching a lot of different collaborations at different times. But you have to kind of figure out, right, what your cash, cash position is going to be going forward. So a quick way to estimate that is you take the projects that you're under contract for now, we're discussing with brands, and then layer on what you usually make, you know, and you can determine this by going back and looking at the previous year. So you take those two numbers, add them together, and then you have to assume a certain percentage reduction because not all the projects are going to happen and you're likely not going to make what you made last year. Uh, it's just the reality that we're living in now. So some people are saying expect making 25% less. Some people are saying be very conservative and say 50% less than you did last year. Ultimately, it will depend on your universe of partners, and so you have to choose a number that makes sense for you. Generally, I like to adhere to the principle, prepare for the, prepare for the worst, hope for the best, and so I would probably assume 50% reduction just because I'd rather be surprised for the better than be surprised for the worse. Um, you're not going to be worse off by preparing yourself uh, and cutting expenses to make yourself profitable at a, assuming a 50% reduction in revenue if instead it's only a 25% because then you have you know, a lot more cash than you expected. So now you've created a budget. You have a rough idea of what you think your cash projection number is going to be. The key now is to make sure that that cash can cover your cost. And in a situation like this, I think it's really smart to have enough cash or visibility into near-term cash if it's going to come in the next couple months to cover your business at least for three to four months. I would probably encourage you to think about six to nine months just because we don't know what's going to happen. You know, using other countries as proxies, hopefully in the next three months this thing is figured out, but we don't know. Um, and the easiest, most logical thing to do is evaluate your costs and see where you can cut back because revenue is is something that is a lot less tangible than cost. We know what we have to spend. We know what we have been spending, whereas revenue is dependent upon other actors in the industry. So that's the easiest thing to do. Look at where you can cut on the expenses side while still delivering on the promises that you make as a business. So Look at it as an early spring cleaning effort, right? Cut the things that you don't need. The goal is to bring your cost structure to a place where you can support your business on what is likely a less robust cash income than last year. So, uh, and then the last thing I would say in terms of tactical is focus on your audience. Because ultimately when this passes and things go back to normal, the dollars will come back. They might not come back in the same form. They might come back through different channels. But the dollars will come back because dollars follow eyeballs and they follow the ability of people to influence other people. And that's not going to change, right? Influencing has been around forever, just in different forms. And because you have an audience, people will always want to access that audience. So don't allow your audience to take a back seat here. Make sure you're still engaging with them. Yes, it might be in a different way and, and you might not have the conversion rates that you used to have, but that's temporary, right? The emotional connection can be strengthened. So keep that top of mind during this period of time because they are still your audience. They're still depending on you and you can still have a really wonderful and productive relationship with them. 
So that's all I had to share today. Um, Hopefully you found it helpful. And if you did, please share it with other people, right? There are a lot of small businesses out out there like yourself uh, who are looking for help. If you found this helpful, please pass it along to them. Um, And uh, really quickly, a big thank you for the people who shared their insights and thoughts on the industry, folks like Angie Niles and Carly Hill and a few others who asked to remain anonymous. Um, And if you have more questions, you want to engage with us in any capacity, reach out to us via text. Again, the number is 917-540-6046. We really want to be that business resource for you as we we all look to navigate uh, these interesting times. Um, And finally, be safe and be smart during this period of time. We will get through this. We will get back to normal. And in the meantime, please let us know if there's anything else we can help you with. Uh, With that, I'm Rich Scudelari. This has been Influencer Business, and we'll see you here next time.